Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. I want to give you a warning first off here about what I'm going to be covering in this first segment. It is gruesome. It's scarring. And so if you are not the kind of person that does well with this, uh, with th- these kinds of stories, these kinds of details, then you may want to consider just coming back after the, you know, the quarter hour break. But there have been developments. Remember last week there was um, the meeting that the Israelis brought all the journalists in and they showed them videos. They showed them proof of what Hamas did. And for the Hamas apologists and the anti-Semites, they're not going to care. All that video that was shot by Hamas that was posted into Hamas telegram channels and stuff. That's a, it's an app, right? They don't care. They'll deny that it exists. They'll deny it's real. And then they'll tell you, well, but actually it's okay. Because they think it's okay. But there are also those who recognize the PR damage that this does to Hamas, to the cause which is why they don't want to talk about it. It's why they have to deny it. It's why they try to dismiss it. Didn't happen. Fake news, AI generated, all of that. But it's real. So the first story I'm going to bring to you, this one just developed today. You remember the, the TikTok influencer girl? She was Shani Luke. They found her body, but not all of her body, but they matched her DNA. The IDF forces in Gaza found a body part. Reports are it was her skull. She was beheaded. This was the girl that was taken from the music festival. She was a tattoo artist. She was the one that you saw in the uh, back of the pickup truck driving through the streets of Gaza as people celebrated, spit on her, her uh, legs and arms twisted at disturbing angles. Her family had been trying to hold out, hope that their daughter was alive and would one day be returned to them. But uh, her father, or sorry, her mother, uh, reported today that she was informed by Israel's military that her daughter was in fact dead. The German-Israeli peace lover, who allegedly refused to take part in Israel's mandatory military service, was kidnapped from the festival during the start of Hamas's surprise attack on southern Israel. This rave or trance party, whatever, was designed as a celebration of peace and love. It turned into a mass slaughter. Days after Shani uh, vanished, was taken, 
The UK Sun revealed chilling texts that were sent from the phone of her missing boyfriend, a 30-year-old named Orion Hernandez Radux. He is a Mexican, and he's still missing. Messages came to his phone, or sorry, from his phone, and it uh, said in Arabic, I spit on you and GDU. His family has been pleading for answers about his disappearance, but they're afraid he's been abducted by Hamas as well. That was a peace activist. They did that, too. The people, by the way, that were at the festival were the very people that were voting for and advocating for Palestinian relief inside the government of Israel. But it doesn't matter. Didn't matter. Right? They didn't go after the, the far-right, uh, what, settler, Zionist, right? They're all Zionists to these people. I played that interview in the last hour, just a clip of it, where the Hamas spokesman, this monster by the name of Ghazi Hamad, and the reporter asks him um, if there was a command to kill any civilians, how does he justify this? And he says there was no command to kill any civilians he said there was a confrontation in houses and stuff, and they're all just lies. Um, there was a woman. Um, she was interviewed by Dan Abrams on News Nation. Uh, her name, she's an oral surgeon in Israel, and she was pressed into service to help identify bodies after the slaughter because they needed all medical personnel as po- as many as possible. Nayama Samet Rubinstein, um, and she confirms. Yes, there were beheaded babies. Some had their eyes gouged out. Uh, Pregnant women had their babies cut from their bodies, torn out. Uh, People were burnt. They were set on fire. She said, I I saw this with my own eyes. Um, People had their limbs chopped off. Children had their limbs chopped off. Um, one of the videos they showed those journalists, which one of them finally reported on, and I don't know why it took them this long to report on it, but they finally reported on it. And this was a video shot by the Hamas terrorist. They go into a house, they murder the man. They take the newborn and put it in the oven and rape the mother as the oven is turned on. And then they kill her after her baby dies. And they're laughing. When they're not chanting Allahu Akbar. Right? Those are people that need to be wiped from the face of the earth. That's it. You turn them over. Or Israel goes, gets, goes and gets them. Like I, that's what I said. Like I'm done. I said this three weeks ago after the initial reports started coming out and those that were confirmed... I'm like, I have, I have, I'll criticize whatever about Israel later, but right now, they don't want to admit the truth. Hamas is not some kind of freedom fighting organization. The Jews are not the colonizers in, in the, in the Palestinian land. Hamas is a terrorist organization. Their charter explicitly calls for genocide of Jews, not just the elimination of Israel. And the imposition of Islam by force across the globe. 
You may not like it. You may not want to believe it, but that is the truth. That is the truth. And the longer you deny it, the greater the pain will be. They are ISIS with a bigger cheering section of moral idiots in the West. Thanks to the latent anti-Semitism that's always been a part of the hard left and has become toxic with critical race theory. Ed Morrissey at HotAir.com, he says the moral idiots are key to Hamas. And that's why its mouthpieces have wanted this both ways, right? They want to fire up their fighters and Gazan allies with grotesque slaughter and massive terror campaigns, but give their Western stooges easier talking points about a military operation that only targeted the IDF. That's why that Hamas spokesman walked out of the interview. Yeah, Hamas didn't recover all the video in their operation, and that evidence makes it clear exactly what Hamas is, exactly how they operate. Israel's making sure as many people see these videos now as possible, too, in order to force journalists to acknowledge reality. I said this three weeks ago. I've got moral clarity on this issue. The true nature of the world is savagery. The world's true nature is that good is forever pitted against evil. You may want to deny it because it makes you feel better, and you may enjoy all of the peace and prosperity that, that our society has, has built for the globe, for most of the globe. But your complacency doesn't make it true. Kurt Schlichter writing at townhall.com, he echoes what, you know, Rush Limbaugh, I quoted Rush the first day after these attacks, the world is governed by the aggressive use of force. It's, it was true when Rush said it. It was true before he said it. It's still true now. Land is taken and held by those strong enough to do so. And you pray that you have a society that has a force strong enough to hold it. And a society that's peace-loving enough, rule of law, democratic, free. Because that's not the norm. That is not the norm throughout human history at all. What happened over the last 70 years or so was this period of peace in the West created by violence against barbarians. That's what created the peace. Violence against barbarians. And facilitated by people willfully looking away from the butchery still continuing at the fringes of the map, right? The butchery that continued all around the world, but it wasn't in the West, and so we just ignored it. And then 9-11 happened, and you couldn't really ignore it anymore. We tried for a very long time. The West managed to build a civilization that was, for the first time in history since maybe Pax Romana, generally internally peaceful, and the West convinced itself that this was normal. But it was not normal. We are the anomaly. Kurt Schlichter, retired colonel. He writes at townhall.com, author of many, many books. And he says, uh, and he, he's uh, served in the Gulf War, the original Gulf War, also in the Balkans. He says that uh, the true nature of the world is savagery. The true nature of the world is that good is forever pitted against evil. Right? And this idea, this, uh, you know, this American peace, 
It's not a it's not a normal thing. It's not the normal state of affairs. It's an anomaly. The world is not a peaceful place. It never was, and it never will be, despite the best efforts of the arrogant left. Human nature has not changed. Human nature is vicious and cruel. The philosopher Rousseau, the noble savage nonsense, which we are still dealing with today in the form of eager sophomores in Che Guevara t-shirts slobbering over Hamas psychopaths. It's all a giant fraud. Savages are not distinguished by their nobility. Their savagery distinguishes them. We need to find the moral strength to do what is necessary to defeat them. The world has always been a savage place. What happened on October 7th? Not an anomaly. It was normality. What do you think happened to cities that were sacked in the past? Thousands of years ago, when a city got sacked, what do you think happened inside those cities? What do you think happened to all of those people that lived in a city that got conquered by the barbarians at the gate? Right? Because that's what that's what these little kibbutzes were. The attackers captured their objective. They burned and raised the buildings, stole everything they could carry, raped anybody without a penis and some with and piled corpses in the streets. We are we're stunned simply because we forgot what a sack looks like. Right? We had the luxury of ignorance on this. I'm I'm part of that. Like, I, I didn't grow up a thousand years ago. We in the West, of which Israel is a part and thereby is hated, forgot about this. Worse, we have forgotten our strength and our courage. We have forgotten that we survive not through gentle hugging, but through sword swinging. For example, we've forgotten how to conduct a siege. Right? The idea that Israel should somehow give these Hamas barbarians food and water and electrical power, even if it surrounds Gaza and prepares to attack, is mind-boggling insanity. The moral illiteracy of expecting Israel to care more about the Palestinian people than other Palestinians do? That's bizarre. It doesn't make any sense. By the way, do you know what tunnels need? Air circulation. You know what rockets need? Fuel. How is it that all of those things still continue? How is it that there's still air being pumped through the tunnels, lights and such? How is it that there's still fuel for the rockets? Is there, a, I don't know, maybe a Joe Bidenism lurking here? Uh, don't tell me what your priorities are. Show me your budget, right? That's what his dad used to tell him. And then uh, Colonel Schlichter goes on and talks about one of the most famous sieges that the Romans did against the Gauls. And he had his army build a wall around the city to lock them inside and when friends came to help he built another wall around his besieging forces to keep the relief column at bay he starved them out 
forcing the Gauls to attack, defeating them handily. He took their leader back to Rome, marched him in chains through the middle of the city, and then had him strangled. And that was the lesson for the barbarians. You don't screw with us or everyone dies. Oh, we don't have to fight like that anymore. That's different now. Has humanity changed? What did you see on October 7th? But that's how you got Pax Romana. There's no other way, he says. The hard truth is the world contains bad people who have to be crushed through ruthless violence, which shocks and horrifies modern sensibilities. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? So uh, let me finish up this uh, this piece. I'll get to I'll get to your call, David, in a second. Let me finish this piece from Kurt Slichter, or at least some of the highlights of it. Uh, it's at townhall.com. He says, the hard truth is that the world contains bad people who must be crushed through ruthless violence, which shocks and horrifies modern sensibilities. But it is reality nonetheless. When people want to kill you, you are at a decision point. You can either let them kill you or you stop them. But stopping them often involves aesthetically displeasing actions, such as blowing them into little bits with bombs or shoving a bayonet into their guts and watching them die in agony. And it necessarily means inflicting death and damage on the non-combatant camp followers around them. That's why they say war is hell. And that's why starting one is probably not a good idea. And when someone else starts one, you have to choose. Them or you. Someone's going to die badly. And I propose it be the other guy. He concludes by saying we are the same brutal, cruel, and warlike creatures we have always been. Every headline, every act of hideous violence, and every pro-genocide cheer by the grad school sociopaths who fetishize third world savages proves it. What we have to do is lift the scales from our eyes understand the situation we are in, and accept it. For the last couple of generations, we in the West have told ourselves that we have changed. We told ourselves that we are beyond violence, and we told ourselves that everyone else was too. But that was a lie. All right, let me get David on. Hello, David. Welcome to the show. Hey. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm all right. What's up? Okay. Well, you know, I don't want innocent people killed no more than anybody else. But are we trying too hard to separate Palestinian people from Hamas? I mean, I don't remember seeing us sending aid to Germany during World War II as we were bombing them. Right. No. Am I, I'm, I feel like, am I, am I missing something? Because I'm like, wait a minute, they got American citizens held hostages, killing them, and we're sending them aid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't understand. Because it, only Israel is asked to fight wars like this 
There was no demand on us to to show restraint after 9-11. The world community didn't say, whoa, 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 America, let's let's make sure that, you know, you show some proportional uh, response or whatever. It's just for some reason, I can't imagine why. It's just it's just Israel that always gets that kind of admonition. And how do we go from I'm not saying it was right, but how do we go in World War Two from putting people of Japanese descent in, in camps? Mm-hmm. How do we go from that to here we are now? We're sending them aid and we got senators in our own Congress who were like the you know, celebrate, celebrating Hamas in Palestine. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine a week after uh, Pearl Harbor, we got people in, in Congress celebrating what Japan did, what we had do to them? Well, where did we go wrong? What mm-hmm. happened? So it's well, it's the it's the infection of uh, identity politics, Marxism, neo Marxism. Uh, like this, it, this is the juncture, right? This is the oppressed oppressor prism, and the. Uh, Hamas people, they know this very, very well, and and they use this. They 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 filter everything through this prism. That's why they talk about the occupied land. They talk about the colonizers decolonizing and all of that. This is why they speak the language of these leftist, useful idiots in the West, in order to make the case for exterminating an entire ethnic group of people. Do you know, like for example, do you know how many Jews there are in the world? I have no idea. About 15 million. Okay. There are like 2 billion Muslims. So who's, who's, who is actually like the colonizer here? Who's the one that has spread their, their religion through the sword over roughly a third of the planet? You know, like, like if you really, I mean, if you look at the colonization stuff, it's usually the Arabs that have been very, very good at it over the course of world history. <laughs> I mean, the British, they were pretty good too. But like, so this, but they, they have to filter this uh this anti-semitism through this prism in order to win over the pr side of it so they can get cover to keep killing jews that's their purpose let me ask you a question i've asked people all right how do we get to the point where people on the left had a better a better favorable opinion of muslims than they do christians I don't. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I I don't know. I've I don't know if I've ever seen any kind of survey about that. Um, no, I get but it's I get no. But this is what uh, Schlichter was writing about in the in his piece uh, about uh, Rousseau and this quote noble savage argument, which is like, oh, this the noble savage is like this elevation of this primitive uh, culture or person or warrior or whatever. The elevation of them and and to say that they are just like us, and then oh no, you just had your head chopped off. Like, they're not just like you. They have a different set of codes and values. They are not just like you. And this, it, and is, so it is a, have, no, it's, it's, a, it's a conceit. It's, it's an arrogance of us. But we're, we're afraid to say, you know what, we're better than you. Right. Well, oh, yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You know what, we, you look at the things a lot of them, they do. I'm sorry, our society is better than their society. I have said that. Break the news to you. I have said that for 20 years. I'm a culturalist. I, I am. I admit it. I believe that the Western culture, globally speaking, I believe it's pretty awesome. And if I didn't think it was the best, I would probably try to go and live in the culture or the society that was the best. I think that I think that the Western culture, by and large got more things right than wrong versus other cultures that exist right now. 
So no, I do not. I do. I don't choose to go live in Saudi Arabia for that very reason. I'm a culturalist. I prefer this. I prefer the equality under the law. I prefer the ideals. All men are created equal, right? Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Like these are the ideas, the concepts, the founding principles of America that I was privileged and blessed to be born into. I don't want to leave them. I like them. So I'm going to stay. It used to be a bad word to say nation building. Like that was a bad thing. Sure. Which I never understood because I'm like, you know what? I think we've done a pretty good job at nation building. To look at Japan and Germany. I thought oh. we done pretty good at it. But what was the difference? What 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 is the difference there? Is total, that total defeat? We totally defeated them. Exactly. The ground. Total defeat, exactly. and they surrendered, and the, right. and they and the those those uh, the leaders in Japan specifically Hirohito, right? He specifically told his people surrender, like we will build yeah. again. And he was a god in that society, literally. And so yeah. when he told his people that, they then were able to, you know. Swallow the swallow the pill basically and say okay we we lost and then rebuild something you else. Fight wars nicely. No, you, uh, not if you want to win them. This war. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, David. All right, I appreciate the call, sir. Um, yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like this idea, and w- w- we had this argument. I remember twenty years ago in Afghanistan with the rules of engagement, and then into Iraq. Right? It's the complete breakdown of of order, and I like. These ideas that, well, you know, it's like, you know what it reminds me of? It's the, can't the cop shoot the bad guy in the leg? That's what it reminds me of. Like, no, you stop the threat. It's a, it's a life or death, and this is life or death for Israel. What hap- so, thought experiment. What happens if Israel loses? What happens if all of the other Arab countries in the area all of a sudden do an attack on Israel? Maybe even Pakistan. Maybe they drop a nuke on them. What do you think happens to all of the survivors left in Israel after that? Do you think they live? Or do you think they meet the same fate as everybody on October 7th? Yeah, they're, they're in a fight for their very existence right now. Craig, welcome to the program. How are you, Craig? Hey, Pete. Hey, what's Doing up? Good. Yeah. good to talk to you again. Yeah, um, so, you know, he had a guy on earlier talking about how did we get to this point where we're praising Islam more than Christianity, and uh, why are the Democrats not taking a firm stance against Hamas on this? And the answer, I believe, is that the Muslim population is is probably already, I mean, I'm sure it's already outpaced the Jewish population in America. I would imagine, I mean, there's, yeah, there's only like, yeah, no, there's only like, like, there's, I think, 15 million Jews in the world, and like, half of them live in Israel, and then like, like, most of the rest of the half is in America, and that's almost entirely populated in, like, New York and Florida, California, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, the Democrats, you have, I mean, as we all know, their allegiance is to their party before anyone or anything, above America or anywhere else. So if they have to suck up and cater to the Muslims to, you know, how they, to, to win elections, that's who, that's what they're going to do. They go out and grab little groups. They want the blacks the the Asians, the disaffected women, the trans, they always they think if they add all these little coalition building, together, yeah, right, they will outweigh what the Republicans have, which is pretty much the Christian vote and the upper middle class people who are white. So. Right. So but it's also it's identity politics. And so it, it, which is actually really racist when you think about it, it's we're going to identify these 
these people that follow this religion, they're a minority in America, but they're the majority worldwide or close to the majority. I think they're second. But um, the um, I think I think Christianity still has a little bit more, maybe not anymore. I, I don't remember because I thought the numbers were about to flip at some point. But um, the uh, but the the view of of Muslims is that they are not white. And so therefore they are oppressed. They are the oppressed class. And so when you view everything through this Marxist prism, oppressed versus oppressor, right, then you start lumping everybody in as oppressed. And so then they have these, like you said, these different groups and they're like, Hey, look, we are all oppressed by this other group over there, the oppressors. And so vote for us and we'll, we'll, you know, fight for your interests. But what, like, did you see what happened up at the, one of these pro-Palestine rallies up in, I think, in New York, uh, the Black Hebrews, did you, you know that group is? They they started oh, fighting with the Palestinians in the street. These are, these are the Black Hebrews, these are the guys that were at the, um, do you remember, what's his face, the uh, the, the kid, uh, Sandman, remember, and, and the uh, on the steps of the Capitol, he had the MAGA hat, and the Native American guy is beating the drum in his face. The, the, the Black Hebrews were the guys that were there instigating and antagonizing everybody around them. These are like street preacher guys, and... They started fighting with the Palestinians, and we had also up in, I think, Michigan, we saw uh, local Muslims protesting the school board meetings because of the woke stuff with the, with, with the sexual graphic novels being put into their kids' schools. So, right, it doesn't line up. The, 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 the assumption, oh, well, you're a Muslim, so therefore you should vote for us, it's like, well, no, why would you think that's automatically the case? They're pretty conservative on a lot of stuff, right? So why would they? Yeah, it's. It, um, I, I do believe it's like it, it's a it's a it's a really. Well, I mean, it, it's it's racisty to me. It's like I it, it, you're looking at people and you're judging all of their beliefs based on the color of their skin or their religion. I've in never this met case. a liberal who wasn't a racist. Well, um, they just they they don't think they are. But but deep down, if you prod and pick and question them enough, you find out they are. They just can't admit it to themselves, and they're okay being racist. The ones at the top are okay being racist as long as it helps them win elections. Well, they get a, um, they get indulgences. They buy their indulgences uh, and it keeps them uh, from getting canceled from the Church of Woke. Uh, Craig, I appreciate the call. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it, it, this has been a long time brewing. It, it's the same thing with like um, Israel's Iron Dome, right? It was so successful for so many years now that people got lulled into this false sense of security because as long as they didn't have thousands of rockets raining down on them because they were getting shot out of the air for the last fifteen years, it's easy to forget. Easy to forget.